0: It's Thursday, April 14th, 2022, and this is Talk Commerce. I encourage you to go back and listen to part one of this episode. In this second part of our interview with Brent Bellum, the CEO of Big Commerce, we talk more about multi-storefront, and Brent gives us some solid examples of customers that are live already on multi-storefront on how large brands are able to quickly launch new stores in different regions with different languages in different currencies. We finish off the episode by talking a little bit about headless and where that may be going, along with some of the competitors that are Chasing big commerce. And now, your free joke. Today, I started an argument with my wife while riding in an elevator. I was wrong on so many levels. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, talk commerce. So just going back to to multi storefront, the if we put all these pieces together, you have a solution now that will work across borders, across currencies, across languages. Maybe help us understand how big. We've already helped us understand how big of a hurdle it was, but some of the solutions now that people can go to market with, and the speed in which they could do it. Yeah. So one
1: example I love to use. I think it might have been the first or second multi-store customer to go live with us in beta. This was months ago. This was last year. It's a company called the Bullet Group that has Motorola rugged phones. So these are phones that you can, they're dustproof, waterproof, drop-proof rugged phones. And another brand called cat phones, like Caterpillar phones that they sell all across Europe. They launched, I think they're up to, I don't know, 20 plus stores for each of those two brands that are selling different currencies, different languages all around the world. And they did this in a headless way, meaning they've got, I think a WordPress front end is the design, and then the back end is BigCommerce multi-store. And it's a multi-geo scenario. Ted Baker's doing the same thing. Ted Baker just launched this great apparel brand. They have something like a dozen different stores, different languages, different currencies. Again, it's the multi-geo use case. But you could also instead do a multi-segment use case, like maybe your initial store sells to consumers, but then you want a B-store to sell to your wholesalers and your retailers. You can do that with multi-store. You could also come up with different brands, sub-brands, promotional launches, a store that you spin up and then spin down. And the power of this is that when you spin one of these stores up, you can use the same integrations that were on your main store, all the investment you put into building that initial big store, integrating into your ERP or accounting system, your email marketing, whatever your payment solution is, you don't have to replicate all that work. You can leverage it. That's really the the power and the speed of multi-store, but I think it's illustrative that those first couple examples I give you, they have a dozen
0: or more stores, and they did it out of the gate. And I think the difference right now... In the landscape of SaaS, at least, is the other, your competitors are all having to have a storefront and a different back end. And then they have to figure out how to manage all those multiple back ends. That is correct. You're letting the client effectively manage one place, one place to do everything, and then distribute out those, that SKUs and even multiple currencies with different checkouts in different countries. My understanding uh, is that with
1: Shopify, you can
0: clone a store.
1: And it's pretty easy to clone a store. You push a button and you've got another store that's like your initial store. Same theme, same integration, same currency. Uh, but you can't do multi-store, which is one account, and then start changing all of that. Changing the theme and the currencies and the. But have, like, same integration, same back end. One account, one store, lots of storefronts. You have multiple stores. And we've always been able to do that, too. This is much more powerful. This is very appropriate for many of the world's mid-market and large enterprise businesses who do have multiple brands, segments, and or geographies. But so many small businesses want to do the same thing. And that's one of the neatest things that we'll be doing next. We, the announcement today is live launched for our enterprise stores. But we'll be bringing this to our small business stores, our $30 a month, our $80 a month, our $300 a month plans. You'll be able to click a button, add a store, and boom. There you go. Storefront, I should say.
0: So you did mention that these, cons- or these new things coming up for the smaller merchants. What else is coming up with multi-storefront? What are the things we have to look forward to? So in addition to bringing it to
1: a small business and click of a button, store edition, another major area of investment for us is in international capabilities within our native stencil. Framework. So having multi-language, we already have multi-currency, but especially multi-language and some other geographic capabilities built into individual stores. Multi-storefront will benefit from this if you're using our native design framework and theming engine called Stencil. If you don't want those limitations today, then you can go headless with us and do your front end in WordPress or... Content Stack or Contentful or pick any other front-end framework. We're a leader in headless, but we're bringing some of that native in as well. And then a final release, which should happen next month, it's March, should happen next month in April, is multi-location inventory. So this is also going to be helpful because for businesses who have multiple warehouses and/or the addition of retail point of sale we'll have the full inventory API capabilities for you to use logic within Commerce to track where is the inventory for each SKU and then present that either to the customer, if the customer wants to make a choice, buy online, pick up and store, or within your shipping optimization to say customer is located here, closest warehouse is there, ship from that warehouse. So uh, multi-location inventory APIs are coming out soon and that's Quite complementary to
0: multi storefront, and the multi store the multi location inventory is going to help in the omni channel world. If somebody's trying to connect some of their outbound POS systems into Big Commerce, that'll allow the, that inventory to be available to the storefront. Yes, and today you can manage that logic outside of Big Commerce,
1: but bringing it in is nice and scalable. It's the sort of thing that would let us, for example, we're integrated and in partners with point-of-sale platforms like Teamwork Commerce and Square and Clover, another differentiator from Shopify who has its own proprietary one-size-fits-all point-of-sale. We partner with the market leaders and Epos now in Europe, iZettle. These partners can then integrate the knowledge of inventory counts that they have in individual stores into the API. And then the merchant who maybe has Remote ship warehouses that are outside the point of sale can integrate those as well, and so that complexity can all be orchestrated within Big Commerce, relieving you from having to have an outside order management system or ERP that's handling
0: all of that. A lot of your enterprise clients are going to have an ERP. There's this enhances that, it allowing does. actually to connect multiple ERPs to. Each store or each, you can grab inventory from each of those ERP systems with the multi, with multiple inventory locations. Well, you'd have to have that. So That's right. I think that, that gives another advantage to that. We did mention a little bit about headless, and I'm always interested in headless. Where do you think headless is going in the next five to 10 years? Do you think the the idea of having this, of uh, a monolith where we, we have an easily, Easily um, added front end that's part of the system, or do you think a lot of stores are going this headless? I think headless will only grow. For example, when
1: people talk about the metaverse, if you start creating storefronts in the metaverse, that won't be based on prepackaged themes coming out of Big Commerce or Shopify. You'll be designing that outside of our framework and then integrating a Big Commerce in as a back end. More broadly, though, there is. A very rich set of frameworks and content management systems and digital experience platforms that companies can use for their front ends. I gave the Ted Baker example. They're using Bloomreach, which is a really nice uh, design and experience platform. I gave the example of the Bullet Group using WordPress. More than 25% of the world's e commerce stores are WordPress stores, right? And WordPress is by definition, going to be headless because WordPress is a content management system without its own e-commerce backend. You need to use BitCommerce or WooCommerce or another headless backend in order to commerce enable a WordPress site. But you think about the pop- popularity of all these additional frameworks, Next.js and content management systems like Contentful and content Stack, the high-end Adobe Experience Manager, Drupal and Acquia, Ones we don't work with, like Sitecore. There are a lot of these. And what they do is they free up the designers to do things that are more innovative, less constricted than the templating engine coming out of an e-commerce platform. We've got great themes, and you can do a lot with your design and stencil. The vast majority of our stores are, in fact, designing within Big Commerce because those themes are great. But increasingly... Brands want to be unconstrained and they want to really innovate in their user experience. And this is the advantage you get with Headless. This advantage is that you then now have to integrate your front end and your back end. BigCommerce is a platform that makes that easy. Our biggest competitor is Commerce Tools, a German company. That's like at the extreme end of difficulty because it's just this, this giant API switching network and you need a point solution to everything that integrates. You need your payments integrated, your email marketing integrated, your your catalog management integrated, your, you know, back-end ERP integrated, it is a nightmare. Whereas BigCommerce has all this functionality built in. You get to pick and choose which functionality and which of the thousand-plus apps that are already integrated you want to leverage. And so there's so much less uh, work to do headless. And many of the front ends are so well integrated that we'll soon be putting them into our channel manager. You can just go in, click a button, and say, I want a new storefront, and for this storefront, you can choose differently with each one. For this storefront, I want to use WordPress. Or this storefront, I want to use Contentful and Vercel for hosting. You can. That will all be configurable
0: straight out of the Big Commerce control panel. Do you see Big Commerce now as being the leader in that sector and people chasing you? It's not just that I see us
1: as a leader. So does IDC when they, and this is two years ago, but they had their enterprise report on headless platforms. And they showed us as a leader, if I remember right, we might have been the only platform in the leader quadrant who is a true platform rather than a microservices platform. Like the other one, Commerce Tools is there, maybe Elastic Path. These are all purpose built for headless commerce platform and they're very expensive and hard to pull together whereas big commerce was a full featured platform that starting 6 years ago said we want to serve the use case of companies who don't use our templating engine the first two companies to go live with big commerce were giants harvard business publishing which is still headless with us today general electric Those were custom front-ends, and over time, we've really built out our APIs, our connectors, our GraphQL capabilities, and so there's no doubt that we're fully invested in headless, and it's every bit our goal to continue to be the best
0: platform in the world to do, for most businesses, to do headless commerce. So, just a little bit about performance. You mentioned GraphQL, and for the non-technical people, GraphQL is a newer. It's a, let's just call it one step above RESTful APIs, where it's much more performant. The coverage on GraphQL is is very large on big commerce, and most things are available via GraphQL, which gives you a better performance on your store out of the box.
1: That's right, but there's still some gaps. There's some there are still some components of our product that don't have GraphQL eyes. We don't have the full admin API infrastructure for just quickly provisioning a full store using GraphQLIs. That's all being worked on, it's coming.
0: Yeah, and going back to the admin and and separating admin out, a lot of times the complexity that brings and and you could still build it out with RESTful APIs. That's right. So I guess as we close out today, what are you most bullish about for big commerce in the next year? In the next year, gosh, uh,
1: it's so hard to limit me to one thing. You're asking this question after the launch of Multi Storefront. So I would have probably named that if you had asked me that question two days ago. But we're on the other side of that announcement. One of the things I'm most bullish about is international expansion. We were international from day one. The company was originally founded in Sydney, Australia. And only relocated its headquarters to the U.S. Uh, two years in when most of the customers were there. So they, they moved to the customers now we are headquartered in Austin, Texas. But we've shown that we're really good at hiring great talent. And because of our open and partner-centric approach, going into new geographies and immediately being able to successfully serve the local customer and partner ecosystem. We did that spectacularly well starting in the UK in 2018, I think it was. That business is absolutely booming. Since we expanded into Italy, France, and the Netherlands last year, and the beginning of this year, Germany, Spain, and Mexico, you know, each of those is off to a nice start. So one of my aspirations is get, to get to a point where we're competing and serving businesses in every country just about in the world of all sizes. I have a real passion for that. I was an international relations major in college and ran PayPal Europe for four years. So this is an area where I I really get jazzed. We're also a giant believer, if I'm going to limit myself to two things, the other thing I'm most excited about is omni-channel selling. We bought a company last year called Feedonomics, which is the leading feed management solution in the world. Feed management is how an e-commerce company gets its catalog of products for sale from out of its e-com platform or PIM or ERP and into the leading advertising channels, social networks, and marketplaces that it wants to generate demand from and sales. And feedonomics is good, so good, because they they serve something like 28% of the top 1,000 US online retailers they not only connect you into Google Shopping and Facebook, Instagram, and Wish, and Walmart, and eBay, and Amazon, and Mercado Libre and all these other great channels, but they transform and optimize the data in each one so that your catalog looks exactly the way it needs to look to perform best on Google, and then separately for Facebook, and separately for eBay and Amazon. And each of these has a different schema for text length, description length, picture, pixelation, and feedonomics enables you to optimize for every one. And what it does is it makes it really easy for a business to advertise and generate demand and sell in so many more places where your possible consumers might be spending their time, and that drives growth. So between multi-store, which is creating more of your own, Storefronts to sell to customers, and Omnichannel, which is getting your catalog distributed to all the other places where consumers may browse the internet or shop. Omnichannel plus multi-storefront, I think, really is a one-two punch to help businesses succeed
0: better on big commerce than they would elsewhere. Yeah, and just as we close out here, I, I just wanted to make a comment on the challenges of going into new markets and how the open SaaS concept really helps to hurdle or get over those hurdles. It's possible for somebody in Bolivia or Uruguay to build a big commerce store and then to have a custom checkout made with a custom payment system that's a Bolivian bank and uh, whomever is gonna ship in Bolivia. Yeah, um, This is possible with big commerce where the majority of SaaS platforms, it is impossible. That is correct, although we also
1: want to complement that with having pre-integration into one or more of the leading payment solutions in Bolivia so the merchant doesn't have to go through that trouble if they don't, if they don't want to.
0: Yeah, I was just making an illustration on... That's right.
1: We have that openness and flexibility. It's part of OpenSaaS. That's great.
0: Brent, as we close out the podcast, I give everybody an opportunity to do a shameless plug about anything you'd like to promote today you've spent a lot of time promoting multi-storefront. Is there anything else that you'd like to promote that's even non-big commerce? The only other thing I think I would promote that's related to big
1: commerce that I haven't touched on yet is our B2B capabilities. B2B e-commerce is roughly as big as B2C, and we're full-featured. We serve B2B really well. We have a B2B edition with a whole bunch of core B2B functionality that comes out of the box. And so if you're a B2B seller, entirely or partially, we're a great platform for that
0: too. Yeah, and a full transparency, we are a big commerce partner and we're using the B2B edition and it's fantastic. It works very well. Brent, thank you so much for being here today. It's been such an enjoyable conversation and uh, I wish all the best for Multi Storefront. It is a game changer in the SaaS business. And I say that from a, uh, from a background of another platform that is That is multi storefront. And I'm so excited to have this uh, new feature inside of Big Commerce.
1: Thanks for having me, Brent, and uh, congrats to your parents who named you very well. Yes,
0: thank you. (laughs) Have a good day. This has been the second of our two part interview with Brent Bellum, the CEO of Big Commerce. I encourage you to go back and listen to episode one if you missed it. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce. New shows out every week. Talk Commerce is brought to you by Chipbot. Are you enjoying answering the same question over and over every day? Do you wonder why people are leaving your site? Are you sick of knowing how many carts are left abandoned, moments away from a sale? Or are you just getting exhausted thinking about parsing all that data from your website? I recently found this great tool that I installed on the Talk Commerce website. You can see it live right now at talk ChipBot Pylons and ChipBot Nexus are two tools integrated into one plugin that helps you manage your site smarter. It took me less than 15 minutes to configure and install. I have a thumbnail video that I recorded myself and I can instruct visitors on something to do and an action to take. You also have the option of configuring different action items like send me an email. Through ChipBot Nexus, I can answer questions, and more importantly, I can learn from my clients by listening to what they are asking for. And if you thought it couldn't get any better, you can log into your dashboard and get metrics on what your visitors are doing on your site. During the installation process, I got fantastic support, and ChipBot helped me to make my bot even better. Try it today. It's free. Go to GetChipBot.com and sign up today. That's GetChipBot.com. G-E-T-C-H-I-P-B-O-T dot com.